This is Power Players with Dan Clark. So uh, let's represent Bingham High School first, man. It's great to have some local superstars stay in the state. So thank you, thank you, thank you, man. Oh, man, it's, shoot, it's, Utah's a place to be. At least for me, it was. So, um, shoot, awesome beer. Well, take us all the way back. So uh, you're obviously a high school superstar. Uh, who else recruited you? Uh, shoot, had, had a couple of schools, uh, shoot, Boise, uh, Wazoo, Oregon, just a couple of Pac-12 schools. And, uh, yeah, just pretty much just West, West Coast schools. Uh, nothing much. Just... And in high school, you played both ways, offense and defense, or predom- predominantly offense? Uh, shoot, predominantly offense up until my, uh, my, my, shoot, end of my sophomore year. Then they switched wow. me to linebacker, you know, running back. It's still fun. I'm, I'm, I miss it when I see, uh, you know, when I see Vaki running down the field. Man, oh, like, man. oh man, he was so fast, man. He acted like he had just stolen something from a store, man. He oh was, yeah, oh, yeah he, he was gone, man. And it's just, yeah, it's awesome seeing seeing them take off, seeing him take off, man. It's awesome, miss it. But so apparently, you've got some ball handling skills. You've uh, have you ever sat down with Whittingham and said, "Put you in a fullback <laughs> on a goal line"? Come you on, know. Man. Hey, I was I was joking with Coach Ganther last week. I was like, "Hey, man, you know I used to run the rock in high school, man. You know, uh, you never need me on the goal line, man. Like, hey, I have some good ball handling, man. I still got it. <laughs> hey, I'll, give you, I'll give you an assignment before next game. Look up Refrigerator Perry on the goal line for the oh, Chicago Bears, man. The fridge, okay, yep. He even caught a pass. He even got a touchdown pass one time. <laughs> I remember that. You know, I was friends with McMahon, and I used to follow him every week. And yeah. oh. What a hoot! That's you, baby. That's <laughs> yeah, you. no, yeah, yeah. I'll put in, a, I'll put in a word if I see Whit around the facilities. I'll, I'll see him around. I'll put in the word. <laughs> okay, so I know how much love and respect you have for your, for your, for your coaches, but I want to know if you're ever going to take the time to choreograph a dance when you, when you actually do, you know, you know, make a deal with the coach that you know if you have this, this you know, this killer sack that this momentum changing sack that you'll willingly take the 15 yard penalty. If you can moonwalk around the five yard line or something, man, come on, baby, <laughs> man. You know, you know, I would love to do that, but Hey, as Callie and them always say, man, Hey, celebrate with your teammates. <laughs> this podcast episode was sponsored by select comfort systems. Thank you so much for supporting the university of Utah student athletes. So let's talk about family. Let's talk about faith. The three F's: family, yeah. faith, and football, baby, in that yeah. order. Yeah. So talk about your faith, buddy. Shoot. Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a member of the LDS Church uh, out here out here in Utah. You know, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's shoot, where did all you over serve there. your Where did you serve your mission, man? I, I served in uh, Cape Verde, Africa, uh, the Praia Mission, and so I, I was I was there for a year. And then COVID hit, came back. Um, but man, it couldn't have hit. If honestly, I think it's a blessing in disguise. I think uh, God had the works in it, um, just because I was able to come back and you know harness football again, and then uh, honestly, just come back and get to football. And uh, I, I love football, and so I'm just thankful of the Lord's blessing uh, me with the opportunity to be here and play the game that I love and to glorify Him uh, through playing it. And so it's been it's been an awesome ride. You're good. You know, as I've interviewed so many of you student athletes. So many of you guys are so proud of your faith and you're deeply seated in your faith, not just in the LDS church, but in just in faith and in, in God. And I'm so proud of that. You represent yeah. our school so well, regardless of your religious tradition. It's amazing how that level of 
conviction seems to come out of every single one of you young men and young women that I've had a chance to interview for the last yeah. two years. Yeah. And shoot, at least for me, uh, it just, uh, it takes a lot off my shoulders because, you know, like if, if I can do my best out there on the field, you know, it shouldn't be all about me uh, because the Lord's going to provide, uh, you know, every opportunity I can, as long as I'm doing it, as long as I'm choosing him over me, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Shoot, I can share this with you guys. Uh, me and John, me and John Allison out there on the side, uh, out there on the field. Uh, we look at each other and we're like, "Hey, man, to play for the Lord," <laughs> because, it, and that's something special that me and him share on the field because uh, it just brings us back to home. That like, hey, no matter what happens, like we're playing for the Lord and we're gonna go get this job done, and, and it creates a special bond and uh, just really removes the stress and just allows us to play free with our heart and mind. So I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. And so let's talk about about your love of football. Growing up, who did you idolize besides Unga? I can't even say his name without smiling because he dominated, man. I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Uh, shoot. Uh, what's his name? Sweetness, just because he was a running back as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, he was at my house, and I have a signed football by him. We brought him in to, to speak oh, for a that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet as uh, Walter Payton. That's crazy. Yeah, Walter Payton, he came. We took him to a jazz game and he loved Utah. I idolized that guy. Yeah. Kind of an undersized running back at the time, but he would look for the, he was the guy. I think he's the most famous guy of mowing over the, the, the linebackers and DPs. He was so tough and so yeah. ruthless, man. He, you know, he didn't just stiff arm, man. He stiff bodied. Yeah. So why would you idolize a running back? Because you were a running back? Yeah, yeah. It was predominantly because I was a running back. And I actually wore his number two, 34. So oh, yeah. all throughout Little League, I wore 34. And I, I used to search up YouTube videos of his of his highlights. <laughs> and I just sit there and watch him and just be like, yeah, it's going to be me. <laughs> how, how much did you weigh in high school when you idolized uh, sweetness? Uh, shoot. Uh, man, it was, it was all back in middle school. But like in high oh. school, I was weighing about like 180, 180 at that time for they told me to put on weight. I don't know if that was heavyweight for high school, but I don't know. It's, yeah, no, it was I'm, just, I'm surprised now because you're tipping the scales at uh, how, how much you weigh now? Three, three ten. Yeah, yeah, about about three ten. Yeah. So holy cow, you know, and it's like two. You know, I, my seats are on the fourth row on the fifty yard line, so three ten. Yeah. I, I suspect two hundred of that is in your legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I'd have to imagine that. I think so. <laughs> you're strong, you're a strong puppy, baby. Okay, so once you got into high school, who did you idolize in college? Did you start – were you a fan of BYU? Were you a fan of Utah? Were you just – what teach us about, you know, what really sparked your desire to be the best you could be once you got into high school and knew you could play at the next level? Man, uh, start off, man, like I did – I always knew I wanted to go to the next level, you know, play college. But it, it really didn't start until – uh. So one day, like Michael, on the field, Carl Cloward, he's, he was a defensive coordinator at Bingham at that time. And he came to me and told me, like, told me one day, like, hey, man, like, you can really play at the next level, college, and if you do good enough there, you, you can play in the NFL. And so he was the one that really uh, kind of struck, struck, struck that tone in my heart and in my mind. And so that helped me to drive myself, to believe in myself. And uh, eventually it happened, you know, college offers came. And so I say, Big props to Carl Cloward for yeah, I love man, it. making that happen. And and I'll be honest, the person who I idolized in uh, high school at that time, man, I, I want, 
shoot, I don't even know if it was uh, if if I really watched any college ball, like or anyone I looked up to. It was all it was all running backs before that. If I'm honest, I was predominantly offense. So that's so funny, you know, coming yeah. out of high school, I was recruited as a wide receiver DB. When I graduated from high school, I was 6'3", 172 pounds. And in the first two summers after high school graduation, I grew two and a half inches taller and gained 87 pounds. Oh. That's why they moved me to defensive end, stand-up linebacker. <laughs> I, I, I understand exactly yeah. what, what you're doing and why you did yeah. it. So how do you prepare for a game? Let's get really personal. What's, take us to game day, man. What do you do when you wake up? What do you eat? Do you listen to music? How do you get fired up? How do you stay calm until the oh, first yeah. contact, till you line up against that offensive lineman and start making up stories that, you know, his, you know, he slapped your mom or something so you can get fired up? <laughs> yeah, no. So, you know, the, per the first thing I do when I, when I wake up, I get, we call it early riser breakfast. And so that's from like 730 to like whatever the team walk or something like that. So I get up and go there, eat, eat something light. Probably like uh maybe it's not light, it's like biscuits and gravy. I don't know if that's light, but it's pretty light to me with some eggs. And then after that, I get I get released in like my joints, so like my foot, my ankle, my knees get released by our, our, our wonderful trainer, Chris and John and them and Audrey, shout out to all of them. <laughs> so I get released, get my joints right for for that day. That way I'm feeling good. And then as I'm after that, I pop in and it's 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 great that you said, you know, the calm before the storm because that's one of the biggest things I changed from last year was uh, last year I was freaking locked in from the, from the start to the get go. And sometimes, sometimes I get to the game, you know, all locked in serious, not flinching the muscle. Oh, you're already exhausted. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm exhausted mentally, right? Yeah. I'm exhausted mentally. Yeah. Yeah. And I get there and I have to take smelling salts, like, you know, <laughs> get my mind amped and I wouldn't start kicking in until like, you know, like second quarter, like, Hey guys, I'm awake now, you know? And so that's one thing I started doing different actually, because from our, Team, uh, what's it? <laughs> Our team psychologist. psychologist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he came in and talked to us. Like, hey, like, just try. He was telling us, hey, you got to be, it's a calm before the storm. So whatever you do, you got to stay calm. And then right before the storm, like, all your hard music, your, you know, your walk-up song, play play that song, and then you're ready to go. And so I actually made a playlist called the Positive Vibe Playlist on my, on my phone on Spotify. And so it's, like, all this music that you think I wouldn't listen to. Like, if I showed you that playlist, you're like, wow, you really listen to that? It's, like, Orinoco flow. It's like um <laughs> all that. It's like a it's like a bunch of the train songs, keep your head up, hey soul sister, all of that. And so I listen to calm music the whole time until I get on the, until we have our team meeting. And so, so you're like on the bus with your headphones on listening to come come ye saints, and people are wondering why you're like falling asleep, man. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's 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 literally calm before the storm because it, it really matters. And I'm glad you brought that up. And that's and that's helped me uh, maintain my mental and I honestly have more like energy mentally that way I'm, when I'm prepped for the game, when I start the game, like I'm there hundred percent. And so I've, I've noticed a real big difference in terms of my energy levels and it's been great. And so that, yeah, that's just my routine. And after, and then before the game, I listened to one song and that's an unstoppable by uh, Sia. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. oh, that's that. You gave me goosebumps, baby. Yeah. That's like, great song yeah yeah and i and instead of the words unstoppable I, every time she says that i i put unblockable in my head so if you know that song I, I put unblockable yeah so and then that's it i listen to that song and then we go out into the game and then that's it and then just shoot 
Okay, because you're a superstar, you know, I'm a professional speaker and I've written 37 yeah. books. What I uh what I remind people about, I've worked with a lot of teams in the NFL and a lot of, you know, I'm here in Florida. That's why we're doing this Zoom. I speak tomorrow to this huge company. And I always say we win and lose as a team, but we win and lose because of individuals. So after I got hurt, Junior, you know, everybody said, why don't you coach? And I, I, I just, I, I couldn't even go into a stadium. I'd hear the band playing. I'd want to, you know, clothesline the guy selling popcorn, man. I, was, I, I wasn't ready to hang up my cleats. And that's what I remembered. And it was so stark a reality to me, my friend, that once the game starts, the coach is stuck on the sideline. And I couldn't affect the, the change of the game as a coach, like we could on, as a player. And so I, I didn't coach for three years. I mean, I was just devastated because I was hurt and I, it ended my career. So that's when you and I and every other player playing at the highest level understands the reality. Somebody on the, pl on the field needs to make a play. Mm -hmm. Who's it going to be? Somebody's on the field that's got to make a play. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to UCLA that those last couple of series, and you're making three tackles, you make a sack. Our defense came alive. Our defensive line came alive. You, you, bro, you came alive and literally put the game away. And, you know, anybody who's a student of football knows that the defense won the game for us at UCLA. Mm -hmm. So my question to you, man, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. How, what did you do as a player, as an elite leader on the field, to fire up for those last two or three or four series against UCLA that you could duplicate and remind your fellow players, your, your fellow DTs, your fellow defense, when you get down in a fourth and one or a critical situation from here on in the rest of the season? Teach us what went through your mind. How did you suddenly, you just, you, 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 you gained like additional energy. Something happened mm -hmm. and you were relentless. And like you sing to yourself, you were unblockable, dude. You really were. Mm -hmm. So teach us, let's just philosophize that a bit. If you can do that, the last two, three, four series of the UCLA game, when you're tired, you've been giving it everything you've got when less would be sufficient. You're emotionally drained, drip dry. Maybe your pinky's in an S curve right now and you got some blood on your, <laughs> on your chin. And yet somehow you dug deeper than you had dug the entire 60 minutes and you rose to the occasion and freaking dominated you, mm -hmm. not just the defense, you dude, yeah. let's talk. What, what went through your mind? How did you gain that? second wind how did you find that extra level of energy to take you to the next level at the end of the game not just at the beginning yeah man the easy answer would be just the north end zone and the whole stadium yelling you know that's the that's the that's the complete easy answer and they, they, they were a factor that was one factor was the fans you know the north end zone but uh like 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 i said uh in the beginning like how i mentioned with like you know me and jonah have a thing you know hey let's play for the lord literally if you saw us in that last drive, um, we're all turning, looking at each other. We're all pointing to our hearts, pointing to our chest. You got Coach Ellis on the sideline looking at at us, pointing to our heart. Uh, it's uh, just remembering your why. 
And uh, a big part of that for all of us on that, on that defense is it, it's, I don't want to sound cheesy or anything, but it, it's the Lord. Uh, and you shoot for me, that's what it is too. I, I try to play and glorify him through, through my play. At least that's why I've tried emphasizing and reminding myself because it's not about me. Um, and because of that, uh, I really do feel strength through knowing that um, there's something higher than me that's going to make me allow me to do this. And the Lord's the only person that can do that. And that's really what really uh, gives me strength and power, knowing that uh, that he can help me do it. And that's literally what happened to me. I was turning around looking at Vaki, everyone. Like, hey, remember your why? Like, you can ask him. They don't know. Let's <laughs> pray for our why. I know a lot of our wives can be is our family, our the faith. It's uh, it, it's amazing, and uh, it's just literally your why, and that's how I was able to do it. And so essentially, it was just playing for the Lord, just bigger than me. So I love it, man. You're so unashamed. I love it. This episode was sponsored by Select Comfort Systems for their undying support of the University of Utah student athletes. So Deion Sanders. He's created quite a stir, and he says some cool stuff in the locker room. I, I, I admire the guy. I've met him before. And one of the things he said this week, because they lost or they come back from behind with Stanford, he asked his players, do you like the game or do you love the game? And uh, how do you keep your life in total balance and perspective? Because a lot of guys – you know, they just put all the emphasis on their on their 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 body or their athleticism, and they don't have any any faith, and they don't have really any business sense to do what they need to do once they make the big bucks in the NFL. And then you have the wealthy guy who's let his body go and has no faith, and then you have the guy who's one hundred percent spiritual, but he has no money and he has no body. And I'm trying to, you know, point out that you are the physical specimen of physical, spiritual, and mental, and emotional. Mm-hmm. So how do you keep that balance? How do you segregate? When you know you're you're a terror on the field, and then you come off, and you're this gentleman, you're this humble man on my podcast, <laughs> and you can't do that every play. You can't, you know, reach down and lift up the guy who was trying to block you every play and say. You know, how's your mom, Lois? And I hope your sister, you know, Julie's doing well in middle school. You're out there trying to rip his lips off. And then after the game, you become this this calm, humble, spiritual, just good man. Teach us how to segregate that and really bring it in every different level of our lives. I think it's just uh, just being a good person. You, or it just goes back to the glory, you know, treating everyone the same how you want to be treated. And uh, I just take it back to like you know like you know we're all for me I see everyone as brother and sister. It's like how how would you how would you feel if I were to treat someone that way the way I would be treated? It's just uh, for me it's more of just being a being a servant. Uh, it's definitely what Coach Ellis tells our room the whole time, uh, being a servant. And then uh, just from the culture we have there, it's just uh, it's just and, and it goes along with faith, man. It's been a subject for you today, but it's just been a. Man, just being a great person because you never know what everyone else is going through, and so you just try to. I try at least I try to carry. I'm of course I'm not perfect. I'm definitely not perfect, but um, just carry yourself um, the way how Lord want, wants you to do because that's what He would do for everyone else. I love it. 
So that's your reputation, Junior. Everybody leaves you saying, I like me best when I'm with you. I want to see you again. Yeah, it's you. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. Well, let's just let's wind down our, our chat here for a second and talk about the culture at Utah. Because every guy I have on the program and every young woman I have on the program, they're talking about the amazing family feeling that that, that you're team culture has created and sustains. So teach us about that, because I think that's one of the things that makes Utah sports, Utah football so unique. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. This is because, you know, in the locker room, like everyone comes from different backgrounds, man, like broken homes, um, like shoot, single parents. A lot of us have both parents, but just, we all grew up differently. Everyone that does. And the crazy thing is like, you go into our locker room, like, everyone knows each other. Um, everyone knows each other's names, too. And, uh, shoot, I mean, like, you can't walk in there without nobody knowing you. I mean, like, every, it's just, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, because I guess we just take the extra extra step to care about everyone, uh, because a lot, a lot of everyone's coming from all over the place. And so, you know, all these new transfers and everything, like, even them on their first day, <laughs> bro. We're all joking around, vibing, and I think it just goes back to uh, shoot the pride of Utah. I mean, just Utah in general. That's who we are as a people: welcoming, um, loving, caring. And I think that's what we embody here at, U at Utah football and Utah in general in all our sports. And you think it started with the coaching staff? You know, we have a coaching staff that's been around for about nineteen hundred years. They've all been together. So they give that level of strength and solidarity and yeah. trust as a coaching staff. And then you guys as players feel it. Would you agree? Yeah, no, they definitely, we, yeah, we definitely feel it. You know, they set, like you said, they, they set the standard, you know, cause they were here. They, they'd been there, done that. And because of, and uh, to be honest, because they played there and did there and done that, we know it's real. We, and we, for me, like all of us, we know it's real. We know what they're talking about or else they wouldn't be here. And it would be hard to be, you know, at a place where, you know, coaches are dipping, you know, every other year, two years, and, you know, you wouldn't have that trust or connection and that, and that, uh, solid, like that solid uh, standard. And the standard at Utah is, like you said, they've been there and they established it and we definitely embrace it. And we're trying to elev elevate it even more to keep, especially in the college football world nowadays. Yeah, because you're going to be a high round draft pick into the NFL and so many young men and young women look up to you. I appreciate you as a dad. I appreciate the role model. You are your superstar. So what I want you to do, my friend, is at the I'll, I just want you to look right in the camera. You have been the whole time. Yeah. But just tell every dad and mom out there, every high school football player why they should come to Utah, regardless of if they're getting you know recruited by blah, 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 and offer money. <laughs> yeah. Why should they come to Utah? Shoot. Uh, uh, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be a dad soon too. So, Hey, in March next year, but my advice for you to like, uh, athletes to come to Utah, man, it's, uh, it's the only place where you're at war. Well, you, you will develop and, uh, get the honest feedback and coaching that you need and tough coaching as well too, to be able to grow, uh, because if you avoid discomfort, you can't grow. And that's what we have here at Utah. So keep it straight up. And the best thing about it is that you can learn and grow and get better as well and develop.
And so, yeah, come come try it out, man. Come here and find out, and, and you'll do great things. I love it, man. This episode is proudly sponsored by Select Comfort Systems, supporting the University of Utah student-athletes on and off the field. So, uh, anything else you want to say, my friend? Shoot, uh, nothing, man. Just now, appreciate it, uh, Dan, and I uh, hope you have a great, great, great time at four tomorrow with your talk and everything. Now, you won't need any luck because you do it for a living. So, so look up in the stands and give me a little love every once in a while. No, I know I will do, and I'll be a. Uh, I'm cheering you on, but you really, really impress me, man. I just love you. You never take a playoff. You're always off the ball. You're just amazing. And uh, I don't think you were offsides on Saturday. Hey, thank you. <laughs> that's that's confirmation. I got confirmation. You got off for the ball so freaking fast. <laughs> go watch. Go watch the 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 video of Clower for South Carolina when he got off the ball as fast. <clears throat> as fast as you did, and he hit that running back just as he got the handoff and put the guy at you know in the cheap leads. Yeah, that's exactly what you did. You were not off sides, man. That was hey, so freaking awesome. Hey, that's good to hear. I got confirmation from Wit, Dan Clark, and myself. <laughs> I watched that I watched that clip in slow-mo so many times, and I was like, I don't know. I guess we'll see tomorrow on film. But that's good and, to hear. You know, <laughs> why we're why we're throwing that that blind, deaf, and dumb referee under the bus? It was not targeting. <laughs> yeah, Come on, no, baby. No, That's it, just long too. no, it definitely wasn't. I think his prescription needs an update, maybe. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, Junior, thank you no. so much. You're just as classy as we all thought you are. And uh, thanks, go Utes. And thanks for being the leader, not just on the field, but off the field. We love you. God bless. Thank you, Dan. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on the Power Players podcast do not necessarily reflect those of KUTV or Sinclair Broadcast Group.